Welcome to the Art of Erotic Spanking podcast series. I'm Charlotte. I'm Chris. And we are the Pleasure Mechanics. In this podcast, we're going to explore in depth the art of erotic spanking. We believe spanking can be a hot and fulfilling part of a healthy sex life, or it can be an erotic disaster if you don't have the right skills. We share expert advice and strategies so you can successfully explore the pleasures of erotic spanking with your lover. If you want to master the techniques of erotic spanking, check out our stroke-by-stroke video, The Pleasure Mechanic's Guide to Erotic Spanking. You'll discover everything you need to know to make erotic spanking a hot part of your sex life. You can find the video at pleasuremechanics.com. So in this podcast series, we have covered a ton of information to help prepare you to successfully explore erotic spanking. Paired with the video guide, which covers all of the physical techniques of spanking in depth, you have everything you need to know to really enjoy erotic spanking as part of your sex life. And our hope is that you'll listen to these podcasts and watch the video with your lover and start having conversations about how you want to integrate erotic spanking into your sex life, what specific kinds of erotic spanking you want to explore, and start negotiating your first erotic spanking game. And we do know, however, that in these conversations, some concerns might come up. So in this episode, we want to address the common concerns people have about the sexual act of spanking. And our hope is that we can provide you with some insight and guidance on how to conquer these concerns so they don't stand in your way of enjoying erotic spanking. People have so many concerns and it prevents them from erotically exploring things that they may be interested in. And sometimes it's just great to examine those concerns, get them cleared up, and then perhaps there'll be more space for erotic exploration in your life. So one of the most common concerns people have is that they were spanked as a child and they worry that their interest in erotic spanking is tied to their childhood punishments. And this feels just kind of weird or wrong to them. And the truth is, is that there's no scientific evidence or anecdotal evidence that childhood spanking leads to erotic spanking being pleasurable as an adult. A lot of people who love erotic spanking were never spanked as a child. And a lot of people who are spanked as children aren't into spanking as adults. And so there is no correlation. If you are spanked as part of punishment as a child, then in those moments, your neurology registered spanking as being scary and perhaps even a little thrilling. It probably was amongst the most intense physical experiences you had as a kid and was in the context of punishment. So your body may have trained itself to register fear and thrill around the act of spanking but that doesn't necessarily create a problem. You can kind of just accept that. We are all products of our history. Our neurology and our body is created over time with each experience we have. And so whatever was part of your childhood punishments impact you as an adult. People who were forced to sit in the corner in a timeout kind of way are impacted differently than children who were spanked or physically punished. But that's just your physical truth and you don't have to problematize it. 
Um, we have a lot of stigma around children and sexuality in this culture, but the truth is you're now an adult, you have an adult relationship, and you can choose what to do with your body. That is your right. And you don't have to problematize or be shamed about its connection to your past. Another related concern is that it is just morally wrong to enjoy spanking, receiving or giving. I think this is partly because of the representation we see in media around how people spank. It's shown as a form of violence. This is not how we're recommending spanking. This is not how we're teaching it. The way that we're teaching it is the giver is in a really present, loving space and is offering intense sensation to their lover. There's no violence present. It is actually just giving one's lover an intense experience of sensation that is taking them on a journey that creates beautiful highs as one is exploring the edges of pleasure and sensation. Yeah, I think when we think about spanking as a form of violence, of course it is problematic. There's no place for physical or emotional violence in a healthy relationship. But when you think about spanking as just an intense form of stimulating the body, then it slides into context as just part of your sex life. And if you follow the recommendations we offer in this audio series and in the video, you'll go into it gradually and with tons of communication, and so you can have the exact kind of experience you want. And that's not violent at all. Violence is marked by being out of control. A good spanking, the giver is completely in control, and every blow is deliberately placed and given for maximum pleasure on the receiving end. And that's just really kind of a form of massage, after all. We've grown up in a culture where men are taught not to hit women, and women are fighting for equal rights and want to be equal to men. So this creates concern when we have a man spanking a woman specifically. When Fifty Shades of Grey came out, there was this huge cultural dialogue about whether or not women submitting to men sexually was an anti-feminist act. And that question was never really resolved. And a lot of women who fantasize about submission and being dominated and being spanked by men are actually feminists in their lives and worry about how these two desires can relate to each other. So let's be clear, when you set up a spanking game or any other kind of sexual power exchange with your lover, you are creating a designated time and place to go into specific roles to create a specific experience for one another. This is not the same thing as changing the power dynamic in your relationship as a whole. And what many people actually find is by creating these very specific arenas where power exchange can happen and you can eroticize it, it actually makes your relationship much more equitable in real life because you learn things like how to communicate, how to pay attention to one another, how to negotiate, and this makes your relationship as a whole much more pleasurable to be in because you can have good conversations with each other and you've kind of learned skills in your sex life that you can then bring over into managing your everyday life together. And as we know, a lot of men love to be spanked by women, women like to be spanked by men, men can spank each other, women can spank each other. It's not really about gender, it's about designated power roles and 
what you each eroticize and giving each other what you really want. Ultimately, what is problematic around gender roles in relationships is the unspoken, unchosen power relationship that might come in a heterosexual relationship. We still live in a culture where men are dominant and women are less so, women are still oppressed in many ways, and if those gender roles leak into your relationships and set up a scenario where the woman is cleaning the house all weekend while the guy lounges on the couch doing watching football, or the man has all the control of the money and the woman has to kind of ask him for an allowance, like those kinds of power roles are much more damaging and much less feminist than chosen sexual power exchange. So we actually think erotic power play can be a great feminist act in your bedroom. One of the most feminist acts we can participate in is figuring out what we enjoy and what gives us pleasure and choosing to experience pleasure when we think that we are worth celebrating. Women's sexual pleasure has never been a priority under a patriarchal system. So anytime women are choosing their own pleasure and prioritizing their sexual fulfillment, they are they are choosing feminist acts. Choosing your sexual pleasure is a feminist response to centuries of sexual repression. So don't underestimate the power of choosing what you want and asking for it and giving yourself permission to receive what it is you most desire. That is one of the most feminist things you can do with your body and in your bedroom. And as we talked about before in Erotic Energies, a lot of people who are in control of everything in their life and have a lot of responsibilities crave a time to submit and surrender. And so it's actually quite interesting that the more responsibility and power women gain in the workplace and in the household, the more they would actually crave surrender. It can be a really nice way to create a balance in your body from having to be in charge of everything all the time to totally giving up responsibility, giving up your power and just saying, take me somewhere to a lover you trust. And on the giving end, a lot of guys have what we call the nice guy syndrome, where they've been taught their entire life never to hit a woman and that that's a really awful thing to do. But again, we need to create this divide between hitting a woman as an act of violence and spanking her as a way of stimulating her sexually. And if you take on that mindset and you really recognize that this is something she craves, something that will pleasure her, something that will be beneficial for her, you can get over your nice guy syndrome and still maintain your vow never to use violence against women while enjoying erotic spanking and power play as part of your sex life. I think our culture talks about women who want to submit as having no self-esteem and having no sense of self and it being a powerless act. But I think that's mistaken. And it is, if one is choosing to surrender yourself, it can be from a place of profound self-confidence and self-esteem and of choosing to share your body and entrust your lover fully to honor you, to explore sensation with you. 
I think the people who are speaking about these states and these experiences may not have experienced them themselves. <laughs> and so they're looking from the outside in. And it's true that maybe from the outside, it can look like a very intense and sensual and present spanking could to an untrained eye look similar to a violent spanking but it's an entirely different experience that that has very different qualities within it and this depends on the communication we've talked about on speaking up for yourself on not enduring discomfort on not trying to prove anything like it is possible to lose your power while receiving a spanking if you're not speaking up for yourself and not actually getting what you want if you're doing it to please someone else well, that can be problematic. But if you're really in tune with your desires and saying what you want and negotiating what you want and being present and communicating with your lover, you'll have a fabulous experience and get the opportunity to be taken on a journey. And as Charlotte was talking, I came up with this image of going on a roller coaster ride. It is a crazy thing to do to sit in a seat and say, fling me up and down hills, take me upside down, and I'm going to trust that I'm going to come out the other side squealing with laughter and having the time of my life. But we sit in those roller coasters because we trust the machinery and we trust the safety of it. And we look at it and say, all right, that looks safe. Whereas you might have had the experience of going to like an old rickety roller coaster and been like, no way am I getting in that thing. Like, I don't trust it. And with trust, you can choose to go on these adventures. We trust in things all the time that may from the outside seem like a crazy thing to do. But we do them because we want to experience euphoria. We want to have adventure. We want to experience novelty. And spanking, at first glance, might seem like a crazy thing to do to rhythmically slap your lover's ass in order to go somewhere, but it works. And if you have trust in your communication and in your relationship, you can strap yourself in for the ride and know you're going to come out the other side of having a great time. Yeah, I think that's a great analogy because it does take choice and then it takes surrender. You have to choose to go on it and then you have to just be willing to be taken on a journey and you have no control. Though in spanking, you have more control. <laughs> but as you said, like a roller coaster is much more fun if you like, you know, clamp down the safety belt and then go up the first hill, take a deep breath and just let go and throw your hands up in the air and scream and enjoy the sensations of it. You know, some people get on a roller coaster and are clutching the bar the entire time and scared and tense and they don't have a very good time. Surrender takes release and letting go and you can only do that with trust and that's why we say go slowly because if you have a good experience on the kitty ride of a first spanking where you know the hills are just these like little do 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 and you're like wow that was fun then you might want to graduate up to a bit of a more intense roller coaster ride of spanking i'm stretching this metaphor for all it's worth but my point is, if you go slowly and gain trust in your relationship and your communication, you can go on more and more intense journeys and finally get to that place of total release and euphoria that we all crave. Beautiful. And I think that piece we were saying earlier that you can lose your power in receiving a spanking if we don't speak up for what we actually want and for when you're getting over a boundary, like that's important to register and to know that it's a practice and that when you exercise those muscles and strengthen those muscles of speaking up for what you want and saying when you reach your boundary and that it's actually too much, can you go back a little bit because that felt better? 
all of those moments are activating feminist muscles of being powerful and speaking up for what you want. And that can translate into the boardroom. And when you're at work, you're asking for a raise, you're asking for things that you want. You know, these can be mini spaces where we practice in a safe place, activating our voice and telling our truth and communicating. So don't underestimate the skills and the tools that you're learning that then can go out into the real world. Absolutely. I think the other common fear that people have is that when they start down this road, that it'll unlock all of this really dark, crazy, insatiable desire for these sorts of experiences. And there's a fear that they will never be able to stop. Pandora's box of erotic pleasures will be unleashed. If you're having any of those concerns, it may be a great sign that you do want to explore what more is possible for your sex life. Yeah, I think that what we know inherently in our bodies is that so much more is possible than we are given permission to explore. It's like we have this big window into eroticism and it's all blacked out except for this one little patch of sunlight that is culturally acceptable to do. And when you explore spanking, you're like chipping away the paint and a little bit more sun shines through and you can see more potential. And that might make you want to explore other things like bondage or being paddled or being blindfolded or dot, dot, dot. So much is possible. But the truth is, if you explore slowly and with good communication, you will be able to explore new things and get a sense of if they're right for you or not, if you enjoy them or not. It's not an all or nothing package deal. You don't have to automatically go out to your local sex club dungeon and be suspended from the ceiling as 10 people do their bidding with you. Like that is not a requirement to being a sexual explorer. And this is something I feel really strongly about is that we all get to explore at our own pace on our own terms. And it doesn't make you more or less cool if you do X, Y, or Z. Like you get to be the author of your own sexual experience. And there's no real basis to the fear of being insatiable. Like most people can have an amazing sex life while still maintaining their work duties and their responsibilities as family members and paying their rent on time. Like it doesn't take over your life like this erotic beast that's going to suck you up and make you a 24-7 glutton for pleasure. Pleasure can actually be a fuel for the rest of your life. So if you have a really satisfying, fulfilling, spanking, erotic scene on Saturday, then you can go into your week feeling like all sorts of swagger and being really pumped up and feeling good about yourself and feeling kind of full of sexiness. And that's going to translate to being better at your job, being a better friend, being a better parent. When your pleasure tank is full, you have more to give. So a lot of people, as they expand their pleasure capacity, worry about being selfish. Like, am I asking too much? Am I like, do I have the right to all of this pleasure? And those are all vestiges of our sexual past that thought of pleasure as being something wrong or at best something you have to earn through suffering. And as the pleasure mechanics, we stand for a future where pleasure is understood to be healthy and natural 
and part of living a good life where you have more to give to your community. If you really take this on and start seeking out more pleasure, you will find that your life expands and improves in all these beautiful ways because you are filled up. You have more to give to the people you love. I think with erotic spanking, the key is really not what you're doing, but how you're doing it. Mm -hmm. It's really about how much care and attention and authenticity and curiosity you can bring to the experience. There are a set of skills to learn and once you've learned those and we cover them so fully in our video guide, then you have the tools to create so many different kinds of experiences that you can keep exploring for your entire lifetime if you find that you enjoy it. And I think we all really want to experience different states in our body. And this is one way to, to really do that safely. I think feeling erotically alive is something that we all have the capacity to seek and experience. And it takes undoing centuries of guilt and shame that has been passed down in our culture so to begin to undo any of those pieces in yourself and in your relationship and to have conversations about what you really want is a really powerful act that makes so much more erotically possible for you and your lover. And don't underestimate how small things like having conversations can begin to make a really big difference. And start where you are. And I hope that you explore this and do it well and bring care and attention and reverence to the bodies that you're touching and I wish you the best of luck with this whole exploration and we're here for you if you have any other questions or you want any clarification about anything we have an ask us anything tab on our website pleasuremechanics.com and you can send us a private email with specific questions that you have and we get back to people because we are really committed to being here and being of service to people in their erotic adventures and journeys. We love what we do and we want everyone to experience more pleasure in their body and in their relationship. And in addition to the erotic spanking video, we offer a whole suite of videos covering foreplay mastery techniques and couples massage. So if you want to learn how to touch your lover with more skill and confidence, check out the Pleasure Mechanics videos. They're available over at pleasuremechanics.com or as DVDs on amazon.com. And we have created all of them with one goal in mind, your pleasure. So please be in touch if we can support you at all. Thank you for listening to The Art of Erotic Spanking. And if you want more from Pleasure Mechanics, check out the Speaking of Sex podcast. And you can find that on our website, pleasuremechanics.com. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We're the Pleasure Mechanics. Wishing you a lifetime of pleasure. Cheers.